0: Maybe cold outside and the snow is flying, but break is ready and that's all you need to keep you warm and happy. I'm your host, Chris DeBacker, and with me are two of Santa's little helpers. You know him and you love him because he makes you think of a snowflake. From a distance, he looks like a random white blob, but once you get close to him... Look carefully. You realize he is a -a one-of-a-kind creation. It's Scott Blakemore. And also with us is a guy that reminds everyone of eggnog and fruitcake. Most people don't care for him, but there are a few that think the holidays just aren't complete without him. I happen to be one of them. He's a little nutty, a little fruity, and all I have to say is fill my glass to the top. Yummy! It's (laughs) Joe Krupper. Joe are
1: you an eggnog and fruitcake guy? No, I do not like fruitcake. And I'm not a big fan of eggnog. But I'm glad that you and my family are the ones that care about me. I've always got
2: your back. I'm not appreciating that I'm a big white blob. I said, That's, That's just from, a, from far away.
1: From a
0: distance. Yeah. We all look like big white blobs from a distance. Okay. Not all of us. That's very endearing. <laughs> well, no, you've, you've got, you're, you know, you're perfectly chiseled in every way, Joe. So, yeah, you're right. Almost, Everybody else.
1: Almost every way. Our email address. This break is ready at gmail.com. Please send those in. We love getting those comments, questions. If you have a question, actually, send it in. We'll see if we can answer it on the air. I have another word of the day, boys. Lay it on me, Joe. I'm
0: ready for this one.
1: I think you are. This is going to be good. This is a good word. Finally. Here we go. It's a noun. Person, place, or thing. The word is a plum. A-P-L-O-M-B. What is it?
0: It means level.
1: No. It means complete and confident composure or self assurance. A synonym of that word is poise. So it's like poise, right?
0: Level emotions.
1: Yeah, so you're kind of right. Confident composure and self assurance. I think uh, we can use that word to express us. I mean, I think we're a plum. When you intro us, you do it with extreme confidence with a plum. Okay. Good. Whereas when I do the email address, it's, there's no aplomb there at all. And I, I see the difference. I got it now.
0: So, per, good example. Yeah, see, good there example. You go.
1: There you
2: go. So we get started we have a few days to celebrate this week. We have national thank you note day, which given that we have Christmas and we get all those presents from family members, writing thank you notes is a great way to show gratitude to those who have given us presents. Do you guys write thank you notes? Hmm. I'm not very good at that. I've never been good at that,
1: but it's definitely something that's would be good to do. And it's pre- <laughs> <laughs> and it's appreciated when you get one, isn't it? Absolutely. Do yeah. you know
0: why it's appreciated? Because nobody does it.
1: That's true. You take I the time it. to write a thank you note. It's great.
0: It it makes you stand out. And I've told a number of people that. And I don't do that for Christmas gifts, but I try to do that if there's something that you're little really extra thankful for, and you want to show a person that you really appreciate that.
1: When's the last time you wrote a thank you note?
0: Probably two weeks ago. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. I haven't got it yet.
0: No. (laughs) That'll tell you. Do something special for me, Joe.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm your friend. That should count for something.
0: Thank you, Joe. You're welcome.
1: You're welcome.
2: How about you, Scott? Have you written one lately? I have not written one lately, and I should. And you know what? It doesn't take long. It takes what? five minutes to get a card out, write it, address it, put a stamp on it and send it. And it does mean a lot. Actually, the Egyptians in Chinese societies going way back when to ancient times, they're the ones who started the tradition of writing thank you notes.
0: The Chinese and the Egyptians.
2: Yeah, both of them. They they have found papyrus that has inscriptions, basically just saying thank you to someone else for something.
0: I, I don't think most people even think to say thank you in any way. They take whatever it is for granted. I think thank you is just far underused by most people. And it just goes such a long way if you just acknowledge that.
2: In the same vein, we have National Call of Friend Day. If you can't send a thank you note, pick up the phone, make a phone call. I do think of phone calls better than a text or an email. And, you know, it's nice to get a call from a friend for someone just checking in. Yeah, Joe.
1: No, I'm definitely more of a text and email kind of guy. You're right. If you're making a phone call, that does signify you're taking more time to connect with that person. So I think that's, uh, I think that's true, which is why I prefer text and <laughs> email. Listen, I'm I, too busy. Come on.
0: I like getting a phone call from somebody just to say, maybe it is thank you or just to, sure. just to check up, right? So many phone calls you get and so much communication. It's always, I need this from you. Right, they might say, "Hey, how you doing?" But it's always kind of veiled, hmm. you know. And underneath this is, "I need this from you," or "What can you do for me?" And those phone calls that you get that just are a thank you, or "I'm just thinking about you," or "I hope your day is going good," or "I heard your day wasn't going good, wanted to check in on you." Those are pretty special. Those are those are cool, and they often come at exactly the right time. Remember, phone a friend from. Uh,
1: oh yeah, a Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for that show too much. I think it was annoying. Why was it annoying? Constantly. Final answer. He just said it already. Let's go. There was so much
0: drama to that show. Uh, I loved it. Loved it. I actually, Yeah, I loved Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I actually would call in to try to be a contestant. Really? And I got through a number of times through the first series of questions. I got all of them right, and I was waiting for a phone call to be a contestant on the show. Because once you answer, I think it was five or six questions correctly, you're now in this bank of, people who have answered questions correctly. And then from what they said, it's just a lottery. They pull people who got all the questions right and they'll call you to come oh. in to the show. And I waited and waited and once the phone rang and it was from a a, a weird area code at that point and I got to the phone late oh. and I picked it up and they weren't there. And I still to this day believe that that was my chance. Like <laughs> they were calling shot. me to be on the show. Oh. I believe it, I'll go to my grave believing
1: that. Mr. window. Yep, phone Sad. a friend. Your future could be very different. We're the same.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Joe, you're so funny. Hey, we also have National Eggnog Day. I know Joe already mentioned he's not a fan of eggnog. Do you like eggnog, Chris?
0: I'll have one glass a year. Yeah. I'm good for one glass. Listen, if it didn't have that name, I think I'd be okay. But just the thought of thinking that you're drinking eggs, cool eggs, just does a little something.
2: They've been boiled. I mean, they boil it. I mean, it's not raw eggs.
0: Well, but it's cold. It it's is a cold. cold drink and it's, it's rich, eggs. so rich yeah. and heavy. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'll have one glass a year. It makes you feel a little little festive, but I'm good. I'm good after that.
2: We also have fruitcake. National Fruitcake Day. I mean eggnog and fruitcake. You know, fruitcake originally came from Rome about 2000 years ago. Had uh, pomegranate seeds, pine nuts, raisins, a few things like that. It is not what you get at the store these days, for sure. Because in the 1800s, they figured out how to candy fruit. And so they candied fruit. And then they found they had all this candied fruit they didn't know what to do with. And so they kind of put it into what we know as fruitcake.
0: I wouldn't really necessarily seek out a fresh fruitcake.
2: I would stick to the Twinkie if it's the last couple things on earth.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go.
2: Well, Joe, you know, a few weeks ago, we had um, some some chocolate-covered things for you. But this week, we thought, you know what? We would just all kind of try some fruitcake. And <laughs> where'd the crickets? I'll eat those. <laughs> You'd rather have crickets than fruitcake? it's really colorful. I have some fruitcake here There's for some you. Some green,
1: some red, some purple, I mean, that's brown. really fruity. There's definitely pecans, raisins, cherries. You know, of all the things you could eat at apricot. Christmas,
0: I don't know why you would do this.
1: It's not as bad it's, as I thought it'd be.
0: It's not bad. Isn't I mean, it heavy? It's,
1: it's dense, though, isn't it? Hmm. Do you imagine eating a big piece of this?
0: Here's the deal. I wouldn't With say With a glass it's...
1: of eggnog? I have a heart attack.
0: I wouldn't say it's bad. This is more good than it is bad.
1: That last bite I had was way better than the first. I'm telling one of you, bites.
0: It's, it's good. I might almost say I could go for another piece right now. I mm. could just
1: be really hungry. We'll save you some.
0: <laughs> but again, if you've got that on the table with some chocolate, whatever, some peppermint, anything else, pie, cake, whatever you serve for Christmas, I'm not going for the fruitcake. I'm just not. There's so many other sweet things or other food than fruitcake.
1: I mean, you've really got to be. Yeah, if you're at Meyer, you got to be hungry, or Walmart, or grocery store, or whatever you look for something for a dessert or some kind of holiday treat. The first thing you pick up is probably not going to be the fruitcake.
0: No, never. It's more of a, it's become almost a gimmick. But I I, honestly, I have to tell you, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It wasn't terrible. Better than crickets? Mm,
2: Borderline. It's not too bad.
0: That's a pretty good endorsement coming from Joe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's different. So we have National Fruitcake Day. Well, everyone's getting together for Christmas. What do you tend to do when everybody's hanging out? Play games, right? Oh, sure. Would you play games? Uh, are, you, are you a game family or no? Some of our
1: families game family. Some of our family is not. I won't mention any names.
0: What does my family do when we're together? Mm-hmm. Mostly scream at each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seems like that's what happens. A lot of times it happens because of a game. Oh. We tend to be a little competitive. Have you ever played Spoons?
1: Oh, yeah. In youth group.
0: Oh, I mean, if you come out with all of your fingers, it's victorious. That is fun. You know, you feel like you won. But yeah, there's some games like that that we play and people just take it a little far and it just gets, and get a little bit physical.
2: Well, it's National Playing Card Day. In the spirit of you're all together with your family during the holidays, take some time, turn off the TV, put your phone down, National Card Playing Day. So getting that deck of cards out and having some fun. Were you allowed to play cards, Joe? Of course. But you weren't allowed to watch Simpsons. Couldn't play poker, but, uh, you know, played some other cards. Yeah. Now
1: it's all poker.
0: There are a lot of card games out there, more probably than we even know of. Absolutely. And and Joe, so you were allowed to play cards, so you probably know quite a few card
1: games. Mm, I know War and Go Fish.
0: Okay, good. This could be tough for you. Okay, (laughs) I've got some questions for you. And I'm also thinking about eggnog, right? And I said one of the things that makes eggnog gross is just the name of the drink. Sure. You know, if you called it Sweet cinnamony good loving drink or something like that. <laughs> I, might, I might be more apt to like that, sure, but it, some drinks that. have some funny names too. So I'm yep. gonna give you a drink name, oh right? Boy. And some of these are uh, cocktails, Sure, right? They have some fun kind of names. I like cocktails. Sure, this time of year, a little bit of spirits are always fun to go around. And then we have some fun card games too. So what I wanna do is give you a name and you just simply need to tell me if this is a drink name or a card game.
1: Okay, uh, sounds easy. Let's Simple do it. Simple enough.
0: Drink name or card game, Joe? Number
1: one, Devil's Grip. Wow, that's a good one. I'm going to say cocktail. That is a card game. Uh, Very really? similar.
0: It's like it's a kind of solitaire. Devil's yeah, Grip. That. Yep. Chinese Torture.
1: That is a card game.
0: Chinese Torture is a drink. Oh, come
1: on. No, it's not.
0: Yes, it is. Combination of rum and coffee, which wow. probably wouldn't be too bad. Not sure why it's called Chinese Torture. Maybe it's heavy on the rum. Okay, number three here, Joe, Cobra's Fang.
1: Cobra's Fang. That's definitely a cocktail.
0: That's a cocktail.
1: All right, got one right. A
0: citrusy, tiki cocktail. I've tried that. Black Lady. What do you do with a Black Lady, Joe?
1: I think that's a card game. I think it refers to the Queen of Spades and the Queen of Clubs. Oh, you're so
0: good. It's an elaborate game of hearts. There we go. Pink Lady.
1: <laughs> Pink Lady has got to be a drink. <laughs> it's a drink. Good. I bet it tastes good, too.
0: Pink Lady. Gin and grenadine. An Egyptian rat screw.
1: Wow. What do you do with an Egyptian rat screw? If that's a drink, that does not sound good. Egyptian rat screw. I I think it's going to be a card game.
0: It's kind of like Slapjack. It's a card game. Egyptian rat screw. All right. Number seven, unexploded cow.
1: (laughs) Moo. I think that's going to be a cocktail, but it's got milk in it.
0: Creamy, creamy kind of cocktail. But it's not. It's a game. Really? It's a card game. Apparently, the objective is to blow up unexploded bombs in France with mad cows from Britain. And somehow I've, you earn money in the process. I've
1: heard of the game called Exploding Kittens, but not cow.
0: I think it's, I think it must Same be close to that. Okay. Unexploded that cow. Like a,
1: that's a trick question.
0: See, we're challenging you here, Joe. <laughs> okay, number eight, French 75.
1: I think that's a drink.
0: That's a drink. Listen to why it's called, a dr- do you have any idea what a French 75 is, Scott? No idea. Created. It was created during World War One, and apparently mm. the name of the drink was inspired by the fact that taking a sip of it Feels like you're getting shelled with a French 75 millimeter field gun. Oh my word. So this baby must. One sip of it? N- one sip. Wow. Must knock you on your booty. Number nine, Dirty Monkey.
1: I feel like that's gotta be a
2: cocktail.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's another tropical rum drink.
2: It's a Dirty Monkey a cocktail, but the Egyptian Rat Screw is not. <laughs> I'm
0: struggling here, man. The Egyptian Rat Screw. Isn't that one of the best names ever? Yeah, but Dirty Monkey? Who wants to drink a Dirty Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, last one. All fours.
1: You know, I'm going to go card game.
0: That's a card game. That's right. Started as a pub game, apparently. So it's mm. popular in England. Right. So there you go. Joe, you know, right. you're know you pretty good. That's you know okay, your yeah. entertainment. You know your libations. Well done.
2: Well, this time of year, kids might come home with cut out snowflakes. So it's make cut out snowflakes day. I'm going to give you three countries. You tell me where you think snowflake making came from. China, Canada, Japan, Japan, or Mexico. I meant Japan when I said China.
0: It shouldn't be this, but I, I'm thinking Mexico. It seems like a piñata fiesta kind of thing.
2: You're correct. It does seem like that, but it's not Mexico. No. It is actually oh, Japan. Okay, here we go. Like okay. the, why the, Why do you think? Well, I kind of thought origami. It actually is. It's roots in origami. Okay, yeah. yep, there's a type of origami <laughs> named kirigami. It's a Japanese art form process of folding paper intricately, cutting it, and then unfolding it. That's a form of origami. I just made the mistake of saying China first.
0: You're so yeah. smart. Snow-agami.
2: Snow <laughs> Snowagami. There you go. I have a client that actually practices this art form. So when he showed me the frame, I was looking at the snowflake and thought, that's pretty cool. wasn't really sure what I was looking at. But then I looked at it closer and he just waited for me. I could see my name. So he had in the snowflake put Scott. Wow. And cut it into the snowflake. And it was kind of a hobby of his. He did this for people. And it's very. good. It's in my office if you want to come take a look at it. I would like to see that. That's but pretty amazing. It is, it is neat. You didn't see huh. it at first, and then you're looking at it and go, it looks familiar. And then you go, oh, wow, that's my name. Looks like a white blob from a distance, but up close, a one-of-a-kind
0: creation. Oh, right there
2: you go. Well, cutting out snowflakes for some people is a Christmas tradition. So let's close with just discussing a few Christmas traditions. And Chris, let's start with you. Any any Christmas traditions that the backers do?
0: Well, we generally will open up our gifts in the morning, which I don't know <laughs> if that's a tradition. Sh- shut up, Joe.
1: Because
0: you're the I kind was of guy. I expecting
1: something sure, shattering unique. No, we just open our gifts in the morning. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> As does all of America, but okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Tell me more. Tell me more, Chris.
0: <laughs> all right, listen. <laughs> it's because listen to this upcoming year, we don't get to do that. We do it in the well, evening. Yeah. Oh, because okay. my family, Joe, they're not going to be here on Christmas morning. So we're going to do it in the evening. So yeah, it's a little bit different for us.
2: That will be a lot different.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I don't want you to talk anymore
2: ever. <laughs> Where's your family going?
0: Well, they're all coming home. They're coming home for Christmas, but my daughter is actually coming home on Christmas morning or she's, tr- she'll be traveling in on Christmas morning. Oh, so we that's... won't have the opportunity
1: to do that. And that's so nice of you guys to wait for her. Yeah. Right. That's, that's cool. what we're going to do. That's cool. Okay, I'll my give parent, you a better my one. My family wouldn't wait for me, probably. <laughs>
0: I'll give you a better one. Generally, on Christmas Eve, Eve, so the 23rd or somewhere close to that, we will make homemade pretzels with my in-laws. Really? Right. So we we make the dough and then we go down to their home and we make these pretzels and rarely do they form a beautiful pretzel. So everybody's got a unique way of that. They shape these and we bake them and then we all eat them together. We throw a little bit of butter and cinnamon on, cinnamon sugar, and we just sit and eat pretzels, which is kind of a weird thing, but it's what we do almost every Christmas and have done for a lot of years.
1: See, that's the kind of story I was expecting the first time. Okay. That was not a good one.
0: <laughs> Not opening presents on Christmas morning. Oh, that's great. What about you, Joe? What do you do?
1: Well, typically our... Uh, Our tradition is we get up in the morning and we open presents. It's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) You know what? I forgot you weren't supposed to talk. Scott, what are your traditions?
1: I would say traditions, you know, Christmas Eve, we'd go to the Christmas Eve service wherever we were. We would get back. And as we were kids, we would open up one present. We got one present to open at night. We didn't get to choose a present. Our parents chose for us. Uh, But it was usually like pajamas or, you know, something like that. And then we go to bed, you know, get up early, early and start opening presents. But now we do we do little um, stockings first and we take turns, you know, each gift, we take turns going around to family, which I think is kind of fun because that kind of, it makes it last a long time. I think last year, Christmas lasted almost six hours, if not longer. Wow. Because you take time opening each person's gift one at a time, which makes it, you know, I think you appreciate what everybody else is getting more so too, which is kind of fun.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. I think there are some people that just tear into it and it's over in a few minutes, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Any food traditions that with your family?
1: The honey baked ham, I think that's our food tradition, um, and a little cheese and crackers here and there too. Uh, but yeah, honey baked ham, can't go wrong with that. How about you, Scott? What kind of traditions do you have, or did you have?
2: You know, my dad has this reel of Christmas music that he has that he made, and so every time in, during the holidays when we're all together, he plays that Christmas music. It's about maybe two or three hours long, and it's just the songs that we've listened to over and over. Oh, and then my mother also makes wassail. Do you know what Ooh, wassail is? What's wassail? Do you know what wassail is by chance?
0: Yeah, isn't that like a spiced like a spiced apple drink or something mm, like yeah, that? Yeah, it's Ooh. apple
2: cider with orange juice and lemon juice Ooh. and cinnamon and a few other spices. You heat it up and it's real warm and you drink it. You would love it probably. That sounds amazing. I think you should bring that. Yeah, we, next I'll let my seat. mom know that I need to take some
1: back yeah. for Joe and Chris. So Absolutely. I'll put some Please in do a
2: that. i and bring it to you. Yep, okay. Yeah, That'd be so great. we do that tradition food-wise. I mean we've done roast we've done ham we've done different things that hasn't really been the same. I would say the one thing I would like to do as a tradition though that we don't do but we really should do this is just read the Christmas story as mm. a family. Sure. So when everybody's around and you've opened the presents and everybody's hanging out or you know before dinner sometime just read a few chapters out of you know the the Bible for the Christmas story just to remember what that whole day is about because we can we can lose it. Absolutely. That's super cool. That's a good tradition. Yeah. We I should like to start that one. Yeah, I mean, you should you should do that, Joe. That is right up there with the opening gifts
1: in Christmas morning.
0: You know what? Music is a big part of most mm. Christmas traditions, right? Mm-hmm. If you think of Christmas movies, even days like you said that you have personally, music's a big part of that.
1: You're I yeah, I love music. I love Christmas music. Do um, you, Joe? Yeah. And so like as soon as Thanksgiving's over, I'll typically listen to uh, Christmas music around the house or, you know, at work or in the car, unless I'm listening to some podcasts, preferably this podcast, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoy, I, I enjoy Christmas music. I, I, you know, I don't, I like the ones that are more traditional or like instrumental Christmas music or, you know, more upbeat kind of things.
0: Okay. What's your favorite Christmas song?
1: Carol of the Bells.
0: You are traditional.
1: Or Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel. I think that's a really good one. Oh, Joe,
0: I didn't expect that. Listen, this shows how deep Joe is. You know what my favorite song is?
1: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
0: No, it's even probably worse than that. (laughs)
1: All I Want for Christmas is You by (laughs) Mariah Carey. I thought you were going to say all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth.
0: I love Mariah Carey, but only at Christmas time. I think that song is fantastic.
1: That that is a classic now, for sure. Yeah. Another good one that's been done really well in a lot of ways is Little Drummer Boy. That's
2: a really good song. And those are the kind of songs my dad plays at Christmas.
0: We're going to do something a little more cheery, a little more fun, a little more upbeat.
2: Okay, what do you got? Cuz
0: you're musical. Ooh. We're going a little traditional here, Joe.
1: Name that tune?
0: We're going to yeah, sorta. We're going to play a song. It's going to be very familiar to you, but at a certain point, at our choosing, we're going to stop that song. You need to sing the next <laughs> lines of that song, right? And you know Christmas songs, Joe. These are simple. These are well-known okay. songs. Right? This is
1: going to be challenging, I think.
2: Have a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Mm,
1: This is going to be a tough one. All right, here here we go. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let the snow fall down. (laughs) Joe. I don't know.
0: Make the Yuletide gay.
1: Yeah, I would not have got that one.
0: Oh, you didn't know that. Nope. That's as traditional as you can get, Joe. Okay. Not nope. bad though. Let the snow fall down. I like that. That might have been the uh, the B side <laughing> version of that by Frank Sinatra.
2: Here we go. Next one.
0: This is Elvis. Here comes Santa Claus. Oh, okay, sure. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. down Santa Claus Lane.
1: Girls and the boys and the dun 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 ding dong ding that's remarkable.
0: That's correct. You know, I got the
1: tune, but I, I, I don't know the words of that.
0: Here we go. Play it, Scott. You'll know this. So Blitzen, reindeer, the Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer oh. pulling on the reins. Sure. Does that sound right? You, no clue on that one, huh?
1: I would never have gotten that. Oh,
0: boy, Joe.
1: You could have given me multiple choice and I would not have gotten that.
0: That's a classic. That's one of my
1: favorites. I know the song, but yeah, I just don't know the words that one. Well.
2: His voice is so a Oh, thank you.
0: Well done. Here you go, Joe. Next one. You're going to get this one. I'm confident. This is as classic as you can get. Nat King Cole. Chestnuts.
1: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols, all the f- rise on a glow, <laughs> have you sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I want to say it's close, was but close? I, I don't think it is. Yuletide carols
1: yeah, that's being what I said. sung
0: by a choir. Ooh,
1: I was so close.
0: And folks
1: dressed, dressed up, up like, Eskimos. like Eskimos. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Not too bad. You were close. I mean, you I, were... I, mean I had the right idea.
0: Yeah, you had the right <laughs> idea. It was Christmassy. All right, here we go. Next one.
1: Here we go.
0: A little bit of Andy Williams. It's the, the most, most
1: wonderful, wonderful time, of the time of the year. With the kids jingling bells you, can feel it, can't, you, Joe. you be a good child. Yep, jingle. sing along in your head. <laughs> With the, with the da, da, da and the la dee da da the candles are lit. It's the most wonderful time of the year.
0: You are so close. You're there. You're you know, there. You were singing along and then nothing.
1: Those are songs that you listen to and you kind of just, you don't know the words exactly, right? right. You just kind of hear it and you know what it is, but then you could never sing.
0: You're going to know this with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call.
1: Those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. Hey, there we go. Yeah, there that's not go. my favorite one. No, nope. it's not a bad one. Those are classics. Let's get us that. You've got some work to do, Joe. Uh, yeah.
2: You yeah. know what I find interesting about that, though, is how rich their voices sound and how, oh, yeah. how well they enunciate and how. How musical they, it is. It's actually music, and you don't hear a lot of it today. But it's yeah. actually, those guys, they they had some great... Yeah. those They made those songs great. Well, guys, as we finish up the show in the season of Christmas, here is the quote that I wanted to leave you with. This is a short one, kind of representative of this person's life, actually. For it is in giving that we receive. Who said this? For it is in giving that we receive. Originally, before he converted... He was wealthy, good looking, and led a life full of parting and frivolity. His parting buddies even called him Dominus because he was the king of parting, paying for lavish parties full of food, wine, and women. Joe, you know this. Anybody idea who said that? And repeat the quote again For it is in giving that we receive. Hmm. Chris, I feel like he's cheating. I'm not cheating. Pope John Paul. It was not Pope John Paul. Ooh, that's a he good doesn't one.
0: really seem like a partier to me.
2: But Mm-mm. During the Fifth Crusade, which would have been 1217 <laughs> wow. through 1221, yeah. he traveled to Egypt to convert the Sultan Malik al-Kamil. He even challenged the Islamic religious leaders to a trial by fire where he would walk through fire with them to prove the truth of Christianity. Though the Sultan did not convert, this person and the Sultan became true friends and 10 years later, Al-Kamal freely gave Jerusalem to the Christians. What year was this? Twelve seventeen to twelve twenty one was during the Fifth Crusade, where this gentleman wow. became friends with, we went to convert him, the Sultan, but then he became friends with him. How many people do we know that were famous
1: back then? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I feel like I should know this. You should. Do you know him? I'm going to say it's King Richard. King Richard the Lionheart. It is not King Richard Ooh, the Lionheart. It's pretty good. Who was the monk in those days? Francis of Assisi's. It is Francis of Assisi. Oh.
2: Joe. I didn't Come think Joe on. would get that one. You but. know
0: what? That's dumb. Because that's, <laughs> you shouldn't know that. You pull stuff out.
1: Oh, man.
0: I'm not even... I don't want to play this anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten some right, Chris. You've gotten Saint some.
0: St. Francis of Assisi. You yeah. just pulled out of where?
1: Well, you had me going with like the Kings back then, you know? And I was thinking, I was thinking like Robin Hood back in the day and not that he was in that, but then I was like, okay, famous monks back then. Oh, that's the one we still talk
0: I about. I don't even yeah. get, I don't get that. I don't understand how your mind
2: works. It <laughs> no, blows many me don't. away. <laughs> Nobody understands how his mind works, Chris. Francis <laughs> <on>. of Assisi? <laughs>
1: yeah. You're not even Catholic and you knew that? Well, yeah. We, Christians talk about him too.
2: Why? We do? I don't know. Yeah. Isn't yeah. there Why? like, there's a creed. He right. is somewhat the father of Protestantism because he really made Christianity simple and for the, pe- the masses, a lot of the church was very wealthy, and so the peasants really didn't have much interaction with the church, and they were somewhat oppressed, and Francis had this vision that he was going to build the church and take it to the masses, and that's what he did. He was captured, actually, as a soldier, spending a year in prison waiting for his father to pay a ransom to get him out of prison. Wow. But during that year, he had visions and God spoke to him, you're gonna leave your life of lavishness and you're gonna serve me and build the church and give up your your right to wealth and live poorly as a peasant. And he did and preached the gospel. So he did that for a long time. Wow. When he passed away, and he was, his body was pr- placed in the basilica, they actually took it out of there because they were afraid someone would come steal it. They moved it to hide it, and then they lost it. They didn't know really? where they, they, People who have removed it didn't remember where they put it, and not until 1818 did they rediscover his body. He's considered to be the patron saint of ecology as he loved nature and animals. Jorge Mario Bergoglio took his name as title for Pope. Pope Francis hmm. takes his name now, current Pope, takes his name from the uh, name of Francis what a disservice, of Assisi.
1: What a disservice to St. Saint, Saint Francis of Assisi. I, mean, I would agree with you on that one.
2: But <laughs> yeah. it kind of shows why he's big into the whole climate change yeah. and speak, that's, speaking. That's like, interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he took the name. So um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, Francis of Assisi was kind of the modern day in his time, John Wesley. He would go around mm-hmm. and preach to villages, all like five villages a day. And so he would, he would travel around, uh, basically preach Christianity and brought it to everyday people in a way that they could understand. I wonder, so if, uh, I
1: wonder if Martin Luther had, took a lot of his thoughts from his teachings.
2: I, I wonder. I mean, it seems like Martin Luther was one of those pivotal figures mm-hmm. as well, you know? But Saint so Francis. It was about,
1: I think he was in the 1500s. I believe was about he was. 300 years later.
2: I went to a Lutheran school. You'd think I know. Oh, you did about, you really? Yeah. I about. did for a couple of years in elementary school.
0: Listen, I did too, but I'm ticked at Joe still. <laughs>
1: Wait, you went to Lutheran school too? Yeah, I did. Wow, we helped. all three have that in common. That's amazing. Through eighth grade. I did too. Really? Through eighth grade. Uh-huh.
2: Mine was kindergarten or first grade, so it was a while ago. Well, guys, remember, for it is in giving that we receive. And I do think that is true. Amen. Amen. And uh, so, Francis of Assisi, thank you. Listeners, thanks for being with us. And remember to be curious. Be bold. Be giving. and Be yourself. And we'll be back in a week.
1: Nudie? <laughs> it could be nudie. N- nutty. I <laughs> have to say, nutty and fruity.
0: Um, I think it's good. Listen, that was that was good, <laughs> wasn't it?
2: I'm hungry, dude. So, <laughs> I
0: think so, how does a man with a lisp say waffle?
2: Wassel. <laughs> there you go.